Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to the 54 podcast. It's been a, a minute, hasn't it? Um, I actually did record um, an episode between um, now and the last episode. I just never put it up because it was a little complicated, um, the subject matter, and I, I really felt like, um, I don't know, I just felt like I wasn't the expert to uh, to address it. Um, so kind of decided, Hey, we'll leave that for another episode where I might have somebody who's, um, more capable of, of breaking down, of breaking down that topic. Um, but we're back. It's November, um, uh, 14th, 2021. It's just me. Um, again, like the last episode, all you can hear my crisp clear voice that was cringy <laughs> but but you can hear me um through the mic which is great um you know and i uh and i really like doing this i do i've just been really fucking busy with so many goddamn things you know uh i i was able to get myself a job and that's around the time i stopped doing the podcast because i got busy with that and uh, it's all overnight shifts, which you might be like, well, it's all overnight. So you do the podcast during the day, you fucking loser. And that is a good idea. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, but, you know, I, I sleep during the day now. So that's, it's, you know, it's fucking, fuck you. <laughs> so uh, what I decided to do was, um, all right, well, I'll just record these videos after I get out of work. Because I still got a little bit of steam in me, you know, early in the morning and um specifically just for solo episodes because i don't want to just do these on my own all the time i want to actually have the crew on and chase and, and everybody else so we can talk uh like we usually do or did i guess everybody's busy now but um but yeah man i'm, I'm here you know um i have my own place you know moving was its own you know debacle so but we're here i am recording this from my own room um in my own apartment which is a great feeling uh, to finally, you know, kind of figure that whole thing out. Uh, the whole charade of adulthood. So here we are. Um, and uh, and yeah, man, I don't know. It's It's been going well. So I wanted to do this episode to kind of just let people know that, you know, we're still, I'm still alive. The podcast is still thing it's you know it's just been on hiatus for a long time and i i really am trying to make it consistent so i i apologize to anybody who actually listens to this shit <laughs> that that uh for like the long uh breaks between each episode um eventually you know i think i'll get the hang of it uh i am planning on doing one next week so we'll see i was trying to do every wednesday that was the original intention and uh and you know it's just it's the middle of the week everybody's fucking doing something so fuck it why even try why <laughs> try a wednesday right so i'm recording this on a sunday the lord's day which i would say is uh probably a more appropriate day to be doing this type of thing but um but yeah man so we're in it um to give a couple updates i am working on a couple different projects 
Um, and I, I say that quite frequently, and people are probably tired of me saying that phrase, but it's a little different this time. I'm not just doing a, a, a movie or a short or something like that, which is what people are used to me kind of doing. That's my element, after all. I'm um, I'm making a um, a short film. Sorry, short documentary. It's not a short film, but it's a short documentary um, or multiple little documentaries that are similar in, in the style of like uh, uh, Lemino or, or Lemino, however it is you pronounce um, his channel name, um, and Vox and their document, their little short docs. So it's kind of a, a blend between, between that and it tackles topics that are very um, intriguing to me or things that I really would like to cover in more detail. Um, I feel like I not only am passionate about it, but I also you know, have the voice for it. <laughs> so, you know, I think it could, uh, it could meld into something really interesting. Um, I don't want to give all the projects that I have away. Um, you know, like there's some that I would really like to see people kind of just generally be surprised by my involvement in those topics. But there's others that I, I, I don't mind mentioning. Like, uh, currently I'm, uh, the, my priority, at least at the moment, is to do a short documentary on the uh, poisoning of Alexei uh, Navalny, or Navalny. I, I always forget how it is that you pronounce his last name. I believe it's Navalny, at least in the uh, American accent, <laughs> it is. But um, yeah, like I, um, I wanted to do something on that. Um, I think it's it's a very compelling topic with a lot of ins and outs that, um, you know, I think are, are, are worth, uh, taking a look at and approaching, um, in a, in this kind of unique fashion. Oh, excuse me. So I, um, it already sounds like I'm fucking bored by it, but I, I really did want to do it. Um, and I'm, I'm currently writing the script. I'm doing a lot of research while I write it. Um, I, I um, I've been going back through the archives, looking at you know New York Times articles and uh, articles from the New Yorker. So many, so many things to look through. Um, that uh, you know, I just I'm trying to filter out what I think should be relevant to this and what shouldn't be. I'm also toying with the idea of animation, which is you know uh, nothing I've ever done. <laughs> so I'm thinking about like hiring an animator or just trying to see what the payload would be to do like a, a simple like 2D animation and, and if I could actually get that done within my uh, time frame, you know, with all the, the free time that I have available. I, I really am passionate about this. Um, I, you know, I also have short films that I'm writing and I still plan on developing, but I feel like this is a good way for me to um, kind of get something out there, produce something that I really enjoy doing while I'm also busy, you know, with life in general. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And uh, it's, ah oh man, it's just so weird. Life has been fucking weird. You know, um, there's so many things that I could just, uh, I could fill up with an episode. But I think one of the cool things about this show about what the 54 is supposed to be is it, it, it started 
as a podcast. I was kind of just its sole purpose was a way for people to of of all these interesting backgrounds to kind of sit down and just talk and and, and bullshit and uh, and discuss their passions a little bit uh, or what they just you know are finding interesting in that week. <laughs> so um, it was a little bit of that. And and now it's kind of turned to like this whole production thing that I, well, at least that's what I envisioned for it. And I'm trying to make something happen uh, with that concept. But, uh, you know, that's, we have to, we have to th- start with baby steps before, you know, we can, uh, we can actually get to those ambitions. But, um, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of, um, of like self-reflection, um, in March, two months prior to me, um, you know, filming the couple last episodes of the podcast, I was, um, I was in Florida. I went to Miami. Um, that was a whole interesting shtick. Um, I was in Philly recently to go see a band called uh, Future Islands. If anybody's familiar with them, kudos to you. But um, that was great, by the way. They're they're fucking phenomenal live. Just want to make that clear. But um, I went to uh, Princeton on my own recently, uh, the town, and I guess the university because it's a college town. But um, I love Princeton, and uh, I hadn't been there in about a decade, so I decided to go there. It's kind of like my little happy place. I've always loved that town. Um, it's one of the few places I feel um, pretty pretty okay when I'm alone, you know, it's not like New York, which I love New York city, but you set foot in New York city. And it's, if, if you're somebody who has like trouble, um, in just general open spaces, <laughs> or just like you get anxiety when you go into these crowded places, New York city can be a little difficult to handle sometimes. Um, I still love it though. I'll go in there and just walk from uh, Christopher Street all the way up to Central Park and back around. I love it. I love New York City, but sometimes it's a little it's a little overwhelming. Princeton's the opposite of that. It's a very small college town, and it's I don't know, man. It's it's fun. I I went there um, to go visit the Princeton Record Exchange, which if anybody's ever been to Princeton, you know that that's kind of a landmark of the town. You go there. It's it's an old record shop. Um, it's kind of like carved out of a house or like a, a, a warehouse almost. It's very elongated. It's, um, I guess a, a mobile home. I don't really know how to <laughs> describe it all that well. Um, but it's interesting. You go in, um, they have all these, like any record shop, they have a combination of old new shit. Um, they have some really, really, really rare records and um, just a lot of things that, you know you can't buy, but they're cool to acknowledge. Like, oh shit, they have that, you know. Um, but I went there looking for some um, some records from the Doors, and I ended up buying some records from the Doors. <laughs> uh, I got something I think from New Order. I don't remember. If, I know I have a New Order record. I just don't remember if I bought it that day or not in that shop. But um, yeah, no. My primarily my goal was to get New Order in my hand uh sorry to get uh, the doors in my hands and i did um and from there i was it was early it was like in the mid-afternoon it was like three something and i uh i was i wanted to be you know a little a little fucked up <laughs> so i was like oh you know nothing better than going drinking at at uh 
like 3 p.m. And the sun's still glaring. Uh, but that's exactly what I did. I, I found a little bar that I would like. You know, not too not too uh, busy or anything at that time. Really, what fucking bar is going to be busy at all, right? So I went there. Um, uh, I got some calamari. But some of the best calamari I've ever had. I used like balsamic vinegar. Anyhow, um, I got myself like three blue moons. What I didn't know was that the blue moons were like, they, they didn't serve it to you in a regular glass. It was like these giant, tall ass, you know, um, glasses. Something you could imagine like a German just fucking scoffing down without an issue. Uh, I have no German blood in me, so these things were pretty fucking intimidating. <laughs> I was looking at it. I'm like, I'm not German, not Irish. I don't have the genes to handle this shit. But I drank it anyways. I, I, I took all three. Uh, I wrote something in my journal. I don't even remember what it was. Something cringy, I assume. I was pretty drunk at that point. Um, you know when you're drunk and you're like trying to write cursive? And it feels right, but you're almost positive you're just scribbling. That's <laughs> it's, it's kind of how I felt. Uh, I was just scribbling nonsense on the paper. But, um, you know, once I got done writing my gibberish, I, I got up had my camera with me and if anybody knows me I love any opportunity to, to do any kind of photography um, so I walked around Princeton and I, uh, I took shots of the campus probably pretty pretty drunk just taking <laughs> some pretty good shots I won't lie I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything but they weren't bad shots and uh, and I guess it's the lesson there is um, if you're ever going to do something you're really good at, if you want to get better at it, get fucking wasted before you do it. That's that's my advice. Um, it's, it worked for me, so it'll work for you more than likely. But it was it was fun, um, and then it was even more fun, like trying to get back to the train in that state, um, especially when I really had to pee. I had to. I went like scouring the. Uh, the, the, the campus for some something, uh, any place that I could fucking go pee. And, you know, those beers go through you really quick. But um but yeah that was that was fun. Um and I don't know, I didn't spend too much time in Philly to talk about it really. Um but I've been I've really wanted I've been itching to get out there and just travel and, and leave my my little safety net, you know. There was a period of my life where I, you know, I'm not that old, um, 22, 23 in a couple months, a lot of months, <laughs> but I, um, you know, I, when I was like 18, 19, I, I, uh, is when I really started to like get out and travel. I really wanted to, to, I was really curious, you know, I wanted to see things and, uh, um, the first place that I traveled to on an airplane for after 10 years of not flying, because the first place I ever went to was Florida when I was uh, eight years old. And that was uh, 2007. So after that, I didn't fly for years. And the first place I visited by flight was uh, Arizona. And that was a beautiful experience, just seeing um, both Phoenix and Tucson and 
in uh you know from the from the perspective of somebody who's never even been fucking close to the west coast in any capacity just to kind of just be dropped into it it was it was insane um you know um i i had a wonderful conversation with the meth head on the street of tucson on the streets of tucson uh man had no teeth he was a great guy great guy uh (laughs) but you know like it's just it really is as alien as you can get when and it's the the most bizarre part of, of all of it is that you're in the same country you know i'm from jersey born in Hoboken. Uh, I've lived in uh, a town called North Bergen my whole life. Um, And I have, uh, my only frame of reference is basically, you know, New York City. Like that's the most grandiose place you could be in this country, I would, I would argue. And um, it's, it's massive. It's, it's really like a lot of people call it the capital of the world. You go there, you know, it has a very distinctive feeling to it and a unique feeling attached to that as well. So when you travel to any other part of the country, it's it's bewildering uh, for some from somebody for somebody who's spent their whole life in in you know this metropolitan area to kind of just be dropped into those smaller little facets of life and uh, and kind of you know absorb it. Absorbing it is is just it's it's very strange. Um, you know, and Tucson is, is beautiful to me, at least it is. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, <laughs> but Tucson's beautiful. Phoenix is beautiful. Um, you know, crazy shit happens everywhere. Um, but it was, it was a, uh, an, an eye opening experience too, just to kind of know, to see firsthand how different our country is, um, within its borders. You know, you know, from New York City to Tucson, it's just so drastic. Um, and then I, I continued that venture. You know, I went to um, in uh, uh, July or no June of 2018. I went to Boston for the first time. I had always kind of had this like interest to see what Boston was like. Um, and I went there with my buddies, um, and it was it was pretty great. We went to Boston um, basically at the end of June, and then we it was we went there really early so we could spend a couple hours there before we had to come back because it was all supposed to be a, a day thing, you know. We went up there at like nine in the morning. We left the house at like eight in the morning. We went there like by we we were on the road by like nine, and then we we got there by I don't know. Um, we made a couple stops, so it's, it wasn't completely nonstop, so I don't exactly remember. But when we got there, you know, it was like early afternoon. And it was great, you know, if you don't account for the uh, overwhelming amount of roundabouts that Boston has. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't fucking know why they have so many traffic circles. It's, it's actually insanity. Um, but... You know, I, uh, to quote my, my buddy, uh, Chase, I'm going to quote his joke. I'm going to steal it here. But he said to him, it seems like somebody took a pot full of spaghetti, dumped it on the floor, and then told a a city planner to design the road system after that. (laughs) Um, and it's 
kind of accurate. It just it feels like the roads kind of wind in weird places, and and the uh, the it's just like it's like they've never heard of what an intersection is. It's like inter- intersection. The fuck's an intersection? Like they don't fucking understand that concept. They only understand traffic circles, which is great, you know, but it's, it's fucking insane to a certain extent, just how many of them there are. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, aside from the mania that is, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's traffic system. Boston's great. And, uh, some of the best calamari I've ever had, I had in Boston, by the way, I might want to, make note of that because it was it was pretty fucking good it was it was really fucking good actually i I can't even deny that but um but yeah man like it was it was just it was an that was one of the few experiences that i had at the time and you know i went to rhode island that same day to providence specifically um i i went to after after that, that was like my last big trip. Trip I did go to uh, Woodstock. You know, I saw the Catskills from this amazing peak. Um, I went to um, after that, I went to Albany and Boston again in the same night. Um, in like also like it was like June of or July of twenty twenty, which was again. Or no, sorry, 2019. It was 2019. And it was fun as well to do that in just one singular night. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Um, and then, I don't know, like, um, my next big trip was to Ecuador. And it's the first time leaving the country. That's Ecuador. It was in uh, uh, January of... Uh, uh, 2020 right before all this shit started and uh that was that was uh incredible just oh my god that was incredible just going so like when you go to ecuador it's or you go to like i guess this is a unique experience to me so i'll just describe it how it is for me but when you go to ecuador it is just this marvelous experience i mean you know if you go to like, um, so my, my family's from, uh, Guayaquil. Guayaquil is like the, the main port city of Ecuador and also the most populated, uh, to my knowledge. It's not the capital though. That's Quito. But you go to Guayaquil and there's, um, uh, there is, uh, just like this metropolitan feel to that city. You know, it's still developing. Um, but it, it has, you know, it's it's almost like the New York of Ecuador, in a way, and it's or, or the Boston of Ecuador, whatever, however you want to refer to it. It's interesting because you walk around and like there is probably more yellow cabs driving around the streets of Guayaquil than there are in New York City. It's it really is incredible to see, um, and some of their some of their uh, like their infrastructure is a little more interesting i would say than new york like uh the 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 um the walk or don't walk signs the electronic ones there's uh you know here in the united states we have like just the 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 stationary like static 
uh, silhouette of a person like walking to tell you to cross the street, right? So they're stationary, they're static, they don't move. In Guayaquil, those little like silhouettes of people, they have a walking animation. And uh, when it's about to run out of time, the you see that the little silhouette actually speeds up. Like he starts walking faster to tell you like, hey, get, get your shit together, cross the street, like lights about to change and they will run over you here. <laughs> this is not, this is not uh, what you're used to. They will fuck you up here if you don't make it across. So, you know, that was kind of cute. It was interesting to see. Um, I got to see more of that country than most of the people in that country, if that makes sense. Because uh, I went through so to so many different cities and towns and and places that most of the the um, the natives have not gone to. You know, like I was talking to my family who lives there. You know, people who are from the area, and they're like, "No, you visited many more cities and towns that we've ever visited. You know, and we've lived here our whole lives." Um, so you know, I got to go saw. Um, um, Waikiki. I went to Galapagos, which was um, insane. Um, everything, everything you hear about Galapagos, because most of, if not everything, you hear about that place, is um, is a compliment to its its beauty, its complexity, its diversity. Just how many different ecosystems exist in that place, and how many um, how many niches exist as well niches i guess exist in those areas um it's 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 remarkable to experience it firsthand because you see it in photos and you're like oh, i get it no you don't <laughs> no you don't it was incredible and um you know i um I remember landing in, in in Galapagos. We took a small plane, um, not small, you know, it's but like private jet sized. We took one of those planes to um, the Galapagos airport, which is like on its own little island. The Galapagos are composed of tiny islands. It's like Hawaii. It's an it's an archipelago, archipelago, archipelago. So it's it's an archipelago, so it's it's composed of many different tiny islands. And um, when you uh, land, you land on an island that's um, a very small island that's specific for the airport. And then from there, um, you travel by uh, like a rubber boat, uh, and it takes you to the mainland or the main island, the largest island of all of them, which is called Santa Cruz. So when you get to Santa Cruz, there's like a, a taxi depot and all the taxis are pickup trucks, which is amazing. And uh, you get in and they take you to the main town in Santa Cruz, which the name is um, slipping me right now, but they take you there. Um, so it's like a, like a 40 minute drive. And, uh, you go through multiple different altitudes and it's, 
it's bewildering. I, I remember driving, we were driving up and everything got really foggy, extremely foggy at one point. And it was like, we had just entered like a rainforest. It was very, mo it was very humid. There was a lot of moisture. We stopped at this place that had like two giant um, craters, call them the twin craters. Um, they're volcanic in uh, nature and uh in origin i should say and it i have i have videos of that it's the scale of just seeing that um no words i can't even articulate it it's just it's incredible um and then the amount of wildlife that just exists in that in that area is is i can't describe either and from there we went to um to a ranch for uh the giant tortoises and these things are fucking massive these things are just oh my god dude i i just i looked at it and i went like my pet turtle descended from you <laughs> or it's at least at least related to you in some sense you know but um you know like i it, it was just they're so big and they make a noise you know and it's exactly what you'd imagine they'd sound like, you know, they just sound like really <laughs> slow, depressed reptiles, but it's, it's great. They just, um, they would like some of them were, some of them are a little more vocal than others. The smaller ones seem to be more fearful of people. I assume cause they were probably younger. Um, the older ones are probably more accustomed to being around people. So they don't, they're not as shy, but, uh, you know, I, cause I, I don't know. I assume the larger ones are older and hence why, uh, but I'm not, you know, an expert on the topic, but they weren't. Yeah. The, the large ones weren't shy. Um, you're not supposed to get too close to them. It's like a limit of like two feet between you and the animal. Um, I assume that's because they don't want you to harm the animal in any way, or um, uh, they also don't want the the animal to, you know, harm you in any way. Because uh, tortoises bite and they bite pretty fucking hard. So it's a good idea not to fuck with them. But uh, that was interesting. They have like caverns on, on the ranch that you can explore as well. Which is, um, I, I don't even, I felt like I was spelunking <laughs> when I was doing that. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, and then, and then you, from there we drove to the main town. We got a hostel. Um, and, uh, I, we, we plan boat trips to some of the different islands. And from there, you know, if you know how to get around on, by ferry, you can do that. Uh, but if you want to like get in and out quickly from these places and, uh, you want a guided tour, you have to go to like these like tour places where you, you pay for them. Um, and, uh, they're expensive, you know, they're like over a thousand. It's, it's very, it's very expensive. Um, so, you know, you, um, you take, we, we couldn't afford too many. So we did two islands specifically, uh, that we would go to. So we went to, um, uh, Isabella Island, um, which I believe is to the south of Santa Cruz. I, I don't quote me on that, but we went to Isabella 
and you get on a cruiser, uh, one of those cruiser style boats. And uh, they, they, the island's pretty far from Santa Cruz, you know, relatively speaking. So they fucking, <laughs> they haul ass to this island going at the fastest possible speed uh, that this cruiser can do, I'm pretty sure, at least without, you know, fucking everybody up. Um, it goes at fast speeds. Every time it hits a wave, you can feel it just take air. It just hops up into the air and then it crashes back down. And it's like that for two hours. Um, so it's... It's you better be fucking prepared. There were these Argentinian women that were with us on the boat. And I the whole time they were just like a pale green. Like they couldn't one of them couldn't handle it. And then they uh we get to Isabella and then the whole time she's just sick. They she, I remember she had to uh I think she had to stay behind cuz she was she was she was not doing uh great at all. You know, it's if you have seasickness it's probably ill advised to do this, but you know. Um, but they, um, she was fine. We saw her later in, uh, in Quito, <laughs> which is great. It's small world, right? You can just find the same exact people. Um, but, um, but yeah, so we, um, we, uh, we went from, um, from there to Isabella and, um, in Isabella, it's, you know, I got to snorkel. I got to see some, some sea life, which is interesting. Um, and then uh, we went to, uh, uh, what is it? We went to, um, oh, God, I was going to say something. Just slipped. Yeah, well, first of all, when we arrived, just want to make this little point. There are fucking sea lions everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere there are sea lions. They're littered all over the place. They just like to, they hang out. They're like, oh, fuck it. This is nice. You know, this is cozy. Like there was a lady sitting on a bench and a sea lion just like waddled over and hopped on the bench and just sat next to her. Like he was waiting for the fucking bus. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> I was looking at this like, whoa, holy shit. This is insane. They're like, dogs they're just walking around like like it's no biggie you know they're like stray cats it's uh it was interesting um you know I, there was some sleeping like by like the restroom section like there was a building for restrooms and they were sleeping in the sun like right next to the uh to the bike racks you know they're just in all these like just very nonchalant parts of society um in that on that island uh but that was pretty cool just to see him like you probably shouldn't touch him that's ill-advised they'll probably fuck you up but um but uh you know just the fact that they're completely comfortable with with human presence with the human presence is is uh is a sight to behold and uh i remember we i walked by one that was uh feeding off its mother and it was it was kind of big so i'm not sure that was its mother <laughs> not sure that was a baby 
Uh, but you know, he was, he was a big, he was a big boy. He was a big boy, you know? So, I don't know, man, it was a little sus, but we, uh, <laughs> we, we spent some time on that island and then the next island was Bartolome, which is a tiny little, pretty recent volcanic island, recent on a geolo- geological time scale. It's a couple of million years old, but you know, you go there and you can tell like the lava fields, which are probably not actual lava, but you know, it's hardened uh, lava. You can still see the the erosion hasn't had enough time to like smooth out these rocks and make them look, you know, conventional. I guess um, they, uh, you know, they're still black and uh, and extreme. Some of them are hollow because you know they're very new, relatively speaking, and uh, they don't weigh a lot. Um, a lot of there's a lot of rock formations that still have the the um, the uh, like. You still see the lava flow as it froze into position. So you like see where it was flowing before it, it, it solidified. And it's insane. It's just, oh, oh my God. And since some of those caverns, some of those lava caverns are hollow, uh, Galapagos has a, a species of penguin that's native to it. It's actually, I think, the farthest north that penguins go. And they actually make their homes inside of these little volcanic caverns. Um, where they're safe from predators and where they can just like slide down them into right into the water. Like it's a fucking great wolf lodge. Like they'll just, just like a water park. And, uh, we got to see that. I went, I went snorkeling by the, um, this large like rock formation. That's, uh, uh, synonymous with, with Bartolome. It's like this large pointed peak thing. And we swam by it and it's pretty, I mean, it's not insanely deep, but it's pretty deep in that area in comparison to like, you know, your typical beach shore. Um, so you go there and there's a, a whole bunch of coral and, and just underwater life, sea urchins, um, just so many different kinds of fish. I can't, I couldn't even possibly want to like name every single one of them. And uh, there was a... Um, there was a penguin standing on a cliff right above us, above us and the snorkeling crew. And I saw it getting ready to leap and it nosedived into the water. And then we looked at it as it swam underwater and it was moving like a fucking torpedo. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. I love, I love penguins. They're like my second favorite animal. Um, first being the octopus, of course. But, you know, I got to fucking, I got to see this thing. Just, I got to see it swim the way that it does. And it was in, and it was in front of me. It was, um, I don't know. It's, I'm very lucky to have been able to to see that with my own eyes. And then there was actually an octopus right below us, but I I couldn't make it out because our instructor saw him first, our guide, I should say. He saw it first and he, when he noticed it, it noticed us, or it noticed that we noticed it, and so it camouflaged itself. And I, I really didn't get to get a good look at it because um, I couldn't see it anymore. I don't know, you know, they blend in pretty well. If you're not already like tracking it with, you, you're not going to see it. So it's uh, I couldn't find it, but I know it was there, and that alone gave me gave that alone gave me some um, some peace. 
uh, knowing that I, I was next to my favorite animal, sharing its, its, uh, its little habitat. And then a shark popped up. <laughs> it's so, God, the, the diversity is insane. But yeah, a shark popped up. And, you know, there's a little bit of fear when when you uh, come face to face with these things because it's scary, you know. But, you know, I'm about 20 feet from the from the from the uh, seafloor here. And the shark that I was faced with um, didn't look like well, one. It wasn't a hammerhead, which are native to those areas. It wasn't a great white. It was too small. Plus, we were too far inland. Or not inland, but we were too close to the shore for it to be a great white, I think. I don't know if great whites get that close. And if they do, still definitely wasn't a great white. And it wasn't a tiger shark. So I was like, um, I was trying to make it out. But it didn't seem to be aggressive. You know, I could barely make it out because it was, it was pretty deep. Um, he was swimming clo- with his belly really close to the sand. And uh, anytime that we, I, I kind of watched him from above. I'm, I'm too curious for my own good because this thing could have just swam up at any point and it's going to be faster than me, you know, but I was, I was like, I want to, I'm curious. I've never, I've never swam with a shark. It'd probably be my first and last time, <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted to see this thing in front of me and I wanted to see it um you know in its in nature and uh i i was i was looking at it and it was swimming and anytime i swam above it it, it would kind of get scared and it would move away from me so i tracked it slowly i tried to be gentle and um eventually i peeked my head f- too far down um, into the water, the water started getting into my uh, my snorkeling apparatus or whatever the hell it's called, the snorkeling tube. Um, and uh, I had, I was like, Ugh. and uh, I started to kind of like thrash back up for air, and that spooked it, and it it went far out of my sight um, to my left. So I left. <laughs> pun? Is that even a pun? Ah, fuck it. But anyhow, I fucking I left. I swam back to the shore. Um, and, uh, and that was, that was a very interesting experience. I later Googled the sharks that are native to that area because I wanted to see what it was. And I did it as like, um, I think it was a white tip reef shark or something of that nature. I could actually quickly Google this because I really do want to, um, identify this thing correctly believe it was a white tip yeah so it's it's called a white tip reef shark um so interesting yeah i um i think it was uh we could galapagos reef shark There's also the Galapagos shark, which is a specific shark, but it wasn't that because it didn't look like that. Um, but well, it very well could have been. 
But regardless, I think it was a white tip. And if it was, I wasn't really in any danger because they're not incredibly aggressive. And uh, unless you like try to provoke them, they really won't attack you. Um, the Galapagos shark is a little different. That one, you know, he'll fuck you up. <laughs> but even if it was, he seemed pretty um, seemed pretty docile. He wasn't very interested in me. So if it was a Galapagos shark, didn't really give much of a much of a shit about my presence. But um, that was interesting. A lot of people swam away immediately. Some people were a little more curious. We're like, oh, let's stick around. I want to see what this is about. But, um, yeah, I spent too much fucking time talking about this shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I, Ecuador is amazing. I, I also went, just to make a long story short, I also went to the um, the equator, in, which is located in Quito. I mean, not specific. The equator isn't just specific to Quito, but it runs through Quito. So I got to I got to fucking go there and it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, I got to put one foot on each hemisphere as a photo of me, iconic photo of me, uh, <laughs> me standing right there, uh, one foot in each hemisphere. And uh, it's also just you know surreal to kind of like be there on that you know landmark. Um, it was, it was beautiful. I love that. I just, I don't know. I loved it. It was a great place to be. And, um, I wanted to go the year after that, but then COVID hit. And, I mean, and it's still, you know, things are still confusing with COVID. So I, I don't, I don't know. I think I might go to Europe first before I go back to Ecuador, but it's definitely on my list. And I do want to go to Cuba because I'm also half Cuban. Uh, you know, my dad's Cuban. So I do want to uh, uh, go to Cuba. I actually owe a late member of my family that uh, that trip. Um, so uh, on their behalf, I have to go. I don't know when, though. Things are really weird um, down there right now um, with protests and everything that's been going on lately. Cuba's in kind of a, a very um, dire state. And also relations between the U.S. and Cuba, you know, they're also still a little, um, a little on the ropes, I would say. So I would want to wait before I go down there. But are you, you know, so we'll see. I um, there's so many things that I want to do. I just don't know if I have the time for it. <laughs> Call it ambitious, but I don't know. That's I don't know if I want to live my life any other way. And here on this show, this show is kind of, like I said, meant to be the foundation of all that. 54 is meant to be like the production name for all my projects going forward. It's not just the podcast, but it's it's everything that I... It's a, it's a culmination of everything that I want to do um, creatively. And so it started as a podcast, but it's going to branch out into more than that and you know, I, I hope to be to do more of these episodes going forward. So, I don't know. It's it's cool that I get to do this, and I I know that for a fact I also want um to just you know slowly build an audience. Um, so we'll see how that goes. 
But in the meantime, I should probably tell you guys that we have a Patreon. Um, you should really think about helping us out on it because uh, we could use the help. <laughs> but it's uh, it's you know you can there's a the baseline uh, patronage I think is like one dollar or five dollars something of that nature. So you know it won't make a significant difference to your your income. Maybe if you give us a dollar, but uh, please. But you know we we need um, we need all the help that we can get. Uh, there are perks, um, so it's the fifty four uh, podcast on Patreon. I'll actually let me make sure that I I have it pulled up um, before anything because I uh, want to make sure that I I got it uh, correctly. So. Um, yeah, so it's the 54. Um, it's going to be a photo of an astronaut, both the cover and the profile photo. Um, it's a, uh, uh, red or magenta, cyan and yellow, um, astronaut. Uh, and, uh, you can go subscribe there if you'd like. Um, our tiers. Yeah. Our tiers are the dollar per month. It's called the, uh, basic bitch. Because you're a basic bitch if you're giving us a dollar per month. <laughs> but we love you. So uh, you got the basic bitch is a dollar per month. You know, we love you for the one dollar a month, but you're still a basic bitch. Most importantly, you're our basic bitch. Very uh, cringy. I forgot. Did I write this? Oh, man. I need to work on my writing. Um, then you got five dollars. At the five dollars a month, you got the uh, casual bitch tier, which is like you are no longer in the realm of basicness. Uh, you've now bloomed into a true 54 listener. What have you done? Um, and then at $10 per month, you get the uh, the complicated bitch uh, perk, which is uh, you've upgraded to a level so complex that the CIA is about to knock on your door. You should probably leave the country. But be at peace knowing that you've actually gotten access to our unedited live recordings with video on YouTube. So, yeah. Exactly what it implies. You'll get a post live unedited recordings uh, to our podcast. So if you don't know by unedited, I mean that when I post these podcasts, I do, you know, cut out any long pauses or anything that might be disruptive, um, and uh, or things that I just don't think people are going to find generally interesting. Um, but if you if you subscribe for ten dollars a month, you get access to um, our live podcasts where we stream it while we do it. You get to join, ask questions while we're there, you know, if we're not busy talking about some other dumb shit. And, uh, and we'll get to those questions. And um, and there's also video. So you get, to get to, you get to actually see us interact. And any kind of physical comedy that we do, you'll actually be able to see it. So that's a, your little perk for that. And then f after that, you have a live audience member, which is... Um, you can now actually sit with us during our live stream as we record our episodes. So, by the way, my apologies. So the $10 tier, it's post live. So you get to see the the live recording. Um, you get to see the unedited live recording after it's been recorded, if that makes sense. So it's not edited like the, po the podcast usually is, but it's um, it's unedited, but it's still not live. At $20 a month, you get the um, live stream sit-in. So you actually get to sit down with us as we record our episode, uh, episodes. So you're at that point, you're welcome to ask us anything. 
and you can tell Laz that he's thick if you're so inclined, you know, anything of that nature, whatever you prefer, um, you're able to do it at that, at that uh, tier. Um, and then we have the true love tier, $50 per month. So, you know, you clearly love us. You're all right, though. Uh, we'll personally thank you for helping us out and we'll name drop you on the 54 along with your social media handle. Just a way to, you know, kind of say thank you back to you and to you guys. And, you know, it won't just be like, hey, it's this guy at yada yada. You know, we'll try to if, if we know something about you, we'll, we'll try to actually give you a little bit more. Um, um, uh, a little bit more of a rec recognition on the podcast and, and that way people will actually be inclined to go check you guys out. Um, so. You get that. And then at $100 per month, which if any of you do, do this, it is insane. And we actually put a limit on it just in case because, you know, it's it's a lot of money. Um, but at that point, just hop on. <laughs> it's just just get just fucking get on. So at this point, uh, we should probably file a restraining order, but we genuinely appreciate you spending this much to keep us going. So by all means, be able to jump on the 54 every month for about half an hour and be an actual guest. You also get all the prior benefits. So, you know, four of you, if you'd like to help us out, will actually have the opportunity to jump on this podcast and, you know, help us out, you know, be a guest on occasion. Consider yourself an investor, you know. At that point, you're like one of those studio execs that like walk around the halls, uh, like like a NBC executive um, is what you'd be. You'd be like the Don Allmeyer of the 54. Uh, actually, no, I don't want you to be the Don Allmeyer of the 54. I'm the fucking no, no, no. I'm not. I don't want to be that guy. Fuck that guy. But um, but uh, yeah, like you know, um, generally speaking. Those are the tiers. Um, I will be modifying some of those, especially the names, because I, I don't know. I don't want to recognize you guys as the basic bitches. That just you know, it feels uh, it feels wrong. But uh, but I'm going to change a couple things around. Regardless, please help us out where you can. And I'm also going to add perks relating to the content creation that's going to go. Uh, it's going to happen uh, going forward, like the documentaries and whatnot. Now we want to give you exclusive access to those videos whenever possible and and uh, the creation of them behind the scenes stuff you know anything that might be that you might be interested in especially if your fellow creators i think it's very beneficial for anybody who's like trying to learn this craft to kind of um see what your peers are doing and how they do their their own work uh, i think it's very insightful it's informative for for sure and i think you get a lot out of that so um, that'll be available at some point. I just want to make sure that, you know, we actually have, we get this train moving along so that I can guarantee those kinds of perks before I, I, I put them in our, our tier list. So, um, anyhow guys, yeah, you know, go on patreon.com slash, um, the 54, um, and, uh, and make sure to, uh, become a patron because, uh, we could use, like I said, we could use all the help that we can get. Um, but uh, I think you'll um, you'll definitely uh, enjoy what you see. So anyhow, guys, um, I'm going to cut it here. I know that we haven't really passed an hour or anything, but it doesn't have to. So, you know, um, <laughs> regardless, it's been fun. Next week, I'll be back with, with a genuinely more interesting episode. Um, I'll probably have Chase on. 
or Laz. Who knows? We'll have somebody on. But uh, in the meantime, guys, um, it's been great talking to all of you. Um, catch you around next time. See ya.